0: Hey, it's Lex and Stacy, threesome podcast number 128. Last time we were getting into some pretty heavy stuff. But <laughs> heavy flow. We're trying to uh, lighten it up for this one. Cause, uh, that would be
1: know, after the three-day mark.
0: We tackled some climate change and ultimatums of life and death and crime scenes in the last one. Pretty serious stuff. Yes. This one, you know... We should really lighten the f up a little bit. That's what I think. Shouldn't be so serious. Woo!
1: This is me. Woo! Sprinkling pixie dust and confetti and unicorn unicorn horns all over. Woo! Unicorns.
0: Party. I had to go through the unicorn phase with my kid. Unicorn And how did that go? Unicorns on a stick, unicorn posters, unicorn movies, unicorn t-shirts, unicorn PJs, unicorn cereal, unicorn, unicorn, unicorn.
1: I remember her bedroom as a little girl. And that was like with the pink fairies and everything. It was like a a little princess bedroom. I was like, I want to sleep in here. And I'm an adult.
0: Yeah. She, uh. She had a pretty charmed life, as far as that goes. That pink tree Mm-hmm.
1: over her bed. Yeah. I was like, damn it, my bedroom's not this nice. <laughs> and I'm a grown-up.
0: Yeah, she, uh, <laughs> I forgot where we got that, but we got it for next to nothing, like at a flea market or something. It was like, oh God, that's perfect.
1: It was perfect. The way it hung over, you know, like, I mean, it was like a tree, a pink tree that just like hung over her bed.
0: Yeah, I remember that thing because I had to like stick all kinds of wood and sticks and rocks and all kinds of stuff to get that thing to stand up in that bucket. (laughs) And it just wouldn't do it. I'm like, I'm like... it was defying the laws of physics. It, it had no, <laughs> had no fucking way to lean over or fall, but it would anyway. And it's just like, God damn it!
1: <laughs> you just basically summed up like any time hubby and I try to do anything
0: together, yeah.
1: <laughs> it okay. ultimately ends with God
0: yeah. damn it. Yeah, I'm like looking at the fucking thing, going, this, you know, everything in this bucket is three times heavier than this fucking tree. This should not happen. <laughs> I finally just poured cement in it. I'm like, fuck this. I'm ending this. And went to Home Depot and mixed up a couple gallons of cement. Yeah, You're not going to move now, motherfucker. But then that turned into, can you come back here and move the tree to the other corner of the room? Because we can't.
1: Because it weighs 52 yeah. pounds now.
0: Yeah. She goes, you might as well have let it grow out of the floor at this point. It's like, hey, you request... It's
1: actually the voice yeah. that you're yeah. doing that's yeah. making me laugh.
0: It's like, <laughs> you requested that the fucking tree stands up straight in the bucket. I made it happen. What the fuck do you want? <laughs> I'm sorry it weighs 700 pounds now, but it ain't going it's, anywhere, is it?
1: It's not falling on our yeah.
0: child. Yeah. The new the new owners of the house are going to love it. <laughs> Just part of those blissful marital situations that you can't even. Isn't
1: that funny? Everybody knows those moments. Too. Everyone has that. I remember. I remember when Hurricane Floyd came through, and everyone left Jacksonville because it was one of those rare hurricanes that might hit Jacksonville. So everyone left. Right on
0: it. Yeah.
1: And uh, I remember Terry and Sherry went to Tampa, and it ended up being like a twelve plus hour drive on seventy five.
0: 17 hours.
1: And Terry just simply, like, you know, usually he has a lot to say about things. And he pretty much just said, we almost had a divorce. (laughs) It's like, I get that. 17 hours alone with him in a car. Oh, my God.
0: I was in uh, Valdosta, Georgia. We had two hotel rooms in this shitty hotel. And it was Sandy's great-grandmother. Her grandmother, her mother, her sisters, um, uh, her sister's spouse, uh, me, Samantha, Sandy, and my mother in two hotel rooms. Oh my God. For three, almost four days. Oh my God. And. uh, Oh my God. Keith, my brother in law, and I slept in the car. Because that's where the weed was. (laughs) <laughs> no just yeah just like two cops staking out of you know just sitting sitting straight up you know leaning against the window sleeping you know because there was just literally no room you know, because we had pets right. we had pets with us you know <laughs> yeah i mean it was just it was just fucked up man and uh on like day four when we were we weren't sure we could go back yet or not uh Keith and I decided, you know, we just had to go somewhere. So we went to the Y to work out. I benched pressed a hundred pounds more than I've ever bench pressed in my life. I had so much festivity in me. <laughs> There was, like, these guys from Valdosta State working out there, and they were, like, fans of the show and everything. And they were like, hey, man, come on, you know, lift weights with us. We're like, oh, okay, cool. And they are like, let's see how much you can do. So it's like, oh, I can only do, like, 180 or something like that. That's, you know, that's about it. So they put 180 on there, and I was like... Phew. I went, I went, wow, obviously I can do more. So, you know, they put like... You're
1: eight, like Bruce Willis and Unbreakable. Yeah. <laughs> they just keep adding weights to it.
0: So I think I topped out like around 300 pounds, but I was like, ah, God damn it! I <laughs> ate this fucking place. <laughs> About a month later, I go back to the gym to do the 180, and I couldn't even get it off the bar, you know? <laughs> don't, don't you tell me there's no adrenaline, kids. <laughs> You're like, God, you're a fucking beast, man. That's a lot of weight, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. I've never seen anything like this.
1: Have you met my family? They're all in two hotel rooms together right now. You can go see them now.
0: You know, on the bright side, I think it's going to stop a homicide. (laughs) Or four. Yeah. Five. Six. And my poor mom, you know, she was dealing with her cancer and stuff. So the poor thing was at the place where she had a colostomy bag. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been with somebody that has one of those, but you just can't stop them from smelling. You can't. Right. You know, and she was like humiliated and, you know, everybody was being cool about it and everything. But it was it was just uh, it was just sad. I know. You know, she's like, I just want to go home. She's like, fuck this. (laughs) It's the way she talked. She was awesome.
1: Oh, I looked at naked penises with her mother. I know. You
0: talk, you talk about the marital thing. You know, it's like, you know, my ex always talked about she didn't like coming over to my house to dine with the parents because they get in arguments over the food, you know, which was quite normal to me. You know, I saw it right. every day for, oh, 20 years or so. And, uh, you know, it's like, go out and look at the steaks. It's like, they're fine. I just sometimes, It's like, you're going to fuck them up. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to fuck them up. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, she's like, she's like, we never talk like this at our house. I'm like, well, it's very stress relieving.
1: Give us 20 years yeah. and we will.
0: <laughs> uh huh. You'll see.
1: <laughs> Bitch.
0: <laughs> this is nothing
1: are gonna kick it up a notch <laughs> yeah, or
0: yeah. two. <laughs> no, we aren't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. <laughs> so the marital stuff is fun. There, there, there's numerous stories. You but know,
1: everybody has like, them. I mean, yeah. everyone has that moment.
0: Yeah, I mean like. Lisa and I, in the last move, were ready to slit each other's throats, you know.
1: Last summer, um, lightning struck the house. Like, it, it wasn't, I don't know. Anyway, the TV after that didn't work. And this is like our big flat screen TV that we're both very fond of. Whoa. And there was, yes, there there was, I, I actually Facebooked about it because it was funny after the fact, but I was like, we had a near divorce moment last night because yeah. <laughs> it just all of a sudden within like seconds, both of us were like, ah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember the time our TV went out and, you know, the wife said, you know, Hey, it's not so bad. A little bit of, you know, you know, intimacy is not a bad thing. I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> it's the death of all relationships. <laughs> fuck yes. <laughs> it's way 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 over appreciated. You know what keeps you know what keeps marriages together? Breaking bad is what keeps it together.
1: And stony silence yeah. in other rooms as you do your own thing and just drift farther and farther apart. Yeah. That's what saves marriages and I'm not being funny.
0: No. <laughs> Too much togetherness is a bad thing. I'm going to the gym and I'm going shopping. You bet you are. You take Come care. back Thursday. Yeah, you take care. <laughs> what are you going to do? Whatever I want. Whatever that is. It ain't shopping and it ain't working out. I'll think about it as we go. And it ends up never leaving the couch. Correct. Very, very correct. Because I, Stacy, am a TV-aholic.
1: I would be, you know, if our internet allowed, like, smooth, steady streaming of Netflix.
0: <laughs> well, mine does. and.
1: <laughs>
0: you know what I've gone back and started watching?
1: Breaking Bad?
0: Six Feet Under.
1: I never saw that oh my god i imagine it's probably just as good as true romance
0: hey you can find it
1: that's so weird yeah it's got to be somewhere do you have like it on your search on your direct tv or whatever cable you use
0: i've looked at it on for i've looked for it on amazon netflix and itunes and it's not there it's like okay. the Buckingham Knicks album. It's just like a DVD.
1: <laughs> Surely they reshow it occasionally like on a Cinemax or or HBO or something. Stars.
0: I, I've looked for it. I, I've like put it in the search just to to find it. Yeah, you because know, it's, it's just become a, a, a joke at this point. So I'm, I'm like, okay, I got to watch this movie. But
1: you know, after all this build-up, because it's it's been at least three years that we've been talking about it, you're gonna hate it, and I'm gonna feel bad because you would have liked it three years ago.
0: No, I won't hate it. You know, it, I hope not. I'm, I'm super curious now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, why don't they want me to see this movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I can find any movie I want, anywhere, any place, except this motherfucking one suggestion I got. <laughs>
1: So have you seen John Wick 2 yet?
0: No, I haven't.
1: I haven't either.
0: No. I, so when
1: you do, don't tell me, because I'm
0: sure you'll see I, it I have you. a feeling it's not as good.
1: Now, I have heard that for those that, like in the first one, really loved the hotel, and that whole aspect of the story, that figures a lot more into it. So for those who enjoyed that, that's much more enjoyable.
0: Yeah, to me sense. to me the best part of the movie was the first half of it. You know, with the with the dog and the gas station scene where he d- d- says uh it's not for sale, bitch in Russian. <laughs>
1: yes. Cuz that happens in rural America a yeah. lot.
0: <laughs> well, he's in New York, but you know, he just uh It
1: was still rural. There were trees.
0: Yeah, it's just across the river in Jersey, Stacy. It wasn't that far There's out of trees. the There's trees. You could see the skyline when he was driving.
1: Oh, I never looked. I was yeah. looking at the dog because I knew something bad was going to happen.
0: I love it. It's not, not for sale bitch in Russian. Guy's like, oh, shit. It was just good. It was a good movie. It really was. They got the perfect douchebag to play the Russian dude's son. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very. And, the,
1: and actually, the Russian dude himself was pretty good too. He was.
0: He was. He was great. You know, the the, the only thing that wasn't believable was that he could raise such a douchebag. You know, because he was so cool. <laughs> you know? He was so badassy, and then they had <laughs> yes. then they have the Allstate guy as like the the henchman. <laughs> <He's, laughs> yeah, you know, the the accident guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You want me to drive this car into him? (laughs) Surely you've seen my commercials.
1: Are you talking about the Mayhem guy?
0: Yeah. Ah, gotcha. Liz
1: Lemon's beeper-selling boyfriend?
0: Yes. (laughs) Liz Lemon. (laughs) (laughs) Tina Fey. Everybody loves 30 Rock.
1: She had some great boyfriends in that show. She had him, um, John Hamm. Yeah she had to dump him because he was too stupid, Mm. but he was so good looking. He had been given and handed everything his whole life. So he thought he was really smart and that was how he became a doctor. (laughs) But he was really, really stupid and she had to break up with him because he was so stupid.
0: (laughs) And then the mayhem guy was just a scoundrel, just always getting into it.
1: Well, that was his career. He sold pagers, (laughs) which is awesome. Yes. Does anyone actually own a pager anymore, ever, anywhere? No. Even ironically.
0: I remember when I used to see a pager, I immediately either thought um, electrician or drug salesman.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: I remember a friend of mine had a beeper, you know, and he was stoned all the time and always had weed. And he's like... My mom's looking for me. I'm like, oh, of course she is. We you? you know, because everybody's mom calls them at one thirty in the morning.
1: <laughs> oh, is that he blamed it on her for every?
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> My mom's like, calling again.
0: It's like Dwayne. We all know what you do. Okay, it's all right. <laughs> Dwayne.
1: Yeah. <laughs> See, that's like a great drug dealer yeah. name.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dwayne. He's like, dude, the waves are pumping. Let's go. It's like, all right, Dwayne. I'll go with you. And he'd just sit in the car and bake. He, like, hardly surfed at all. It's like, hey, Dwayne, the waves are pumping. We should go surf them (laughs) since we drove here at 5 a.m. Otherwise, I'm going to be really upset that you got me out of bed to come here when I could be sleeping. Yeah, that's
1: dedication, definitely.
0: And yeah, we'd sit in the car and listen to Aerosmith, rocks or AC/DC, High Voltage, or and just get baked. <laughs> go out and surf for like an hour. <laughs> Come back in, bake some more. <laughs> go go to Famous Amos and eat breakfast. Go back and bake some more. Surf some more. Go to McDonald's and eat lunch. And then go into work at three o'clock. At Publix.
1: (laughs) I don't think I've ever eaten at a Famous Amos.
0: Oh God, they're amazing. They were amazing. They're not there anymore. Oh yeah.
1: Maybe that's why. But I don't know if they had any up in Michigan. I just no. I think it was a Jacksonville
0: thing. thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Village Inn, Famous Amos, and (sighs) Sambo's. Is that Sambo or Sampo? Sambo.
1: Interesting. Yes. (laughs)
0: That's where I used to have my girls meet me 7 to midnight that would call me up on the phone. Oh, really? Yeah. There was one in particular named Brooke who teased me with this amazing voice for six, seven months and finally one night I just was a dick and I said unless you're willing to meet me I can't talk to you anymore, I have to do my job and I'm like, goodbye Brooke (laughs) and she's like, wait I'll meet you I went, now we're talking now This guy sitting right here talking should have deduced. The reason she's not meeting you is because she's not aesthetically pleasing. But no. What I was thinking was she was getting skinnier and hotter and badassier for teasing me and putting me off. I was too stupid to realize that she needed all that time to lose weight and probably needed another seven months. Before she was really ready to meet me. So, one night I said, meet me in the corner booth at Sambo's at 1215. (laughs) So I get off the air, I get my car, I go to Sambo's, and I pull into the parking lot, and I see... The blackest hair. I mean, blackest hair I've ever seen. You know, total 80s style. You know, Marissa Tomei, Elaine Bennis looking hair. Right. And the widest back I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean. Aw. Yeah. Did you go in? So I go in. <gasps> And okay. I look over. And of course, there's no internet or anything back then. So she had no idea what I looked like at all. And I come in and I said, can I get a coffee to go? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Lex.
1: So you just blew her off. <laughs> you blew her off with a different voice. <laughs>
0: I'm so ashamed. <laughs> wow. But listen, I sat in the car for a little bit, and I'm like, okay, how do I do this and live with myself? <laughs> you because know, I'm not, I'm not dating this chick. This isn't going to happen.
1: But had you had fun talking to her up to that point on the phone?
0: Well, I mean, she was completely lying to me. That's how I justified all this. She's the one that... Yeah.
1: No, I mean... If you didn't
0: think I didn't ask the appropriate questions over seven months, you're out of your mind. I'm like, hey, what do you look like? Oh, my God, you sound amazing. What do you think? It's I all
1: a lie. And
0: I got the What do you think I look like? Well, you sound like you're like 5'10 and skinny and amazing.
1: And <laughs> <I'm> brunette.
0: <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's just me. <laughs> Cuz it was.
1: See, now I always got that everybody during my career in radio was always stunned that I was blonde. Because I guess I just sound brunetti. Yeah, you, know, you do. Like a dark hair. And so, you know, that plus was always all, like the first thing. Plus all like chicks are
0: goth. You know, there's that. Are they? At the time they were, yeah. Oh. That wasn't me. Yeah. They weren't in it to be good on the radio or, or that. They were, they were just hoping to eventually get to uh, be with Steven Tyler when they came through town.
1: Again, that was not me. (laughs) Of all of the the rock stars that I could have gladly gone to for, you know, Stephen Tyler was not. He was just icky. And now that he's older and in his 70s, he's just super icky. I saw a picture. TMZ had, like, a close-up of his feet, his bare feet. And I will never get that image out of my head. (laughs) Yeah, no. Because I hate feet anyway.
0: No old dude's feet look good. I don't care who oh, they are.
1: God. Yeah,
0: oh. When I, when I go to yoga and see some of these like 65, 70 year old guys, it's like, oh my God. Dude, fucking. <laughs> it's just they look like bones off a skeleton. <laughs> with, now, with, I have to with say. air coming out of them.
1: It was like a year and a half ago. My, my uncle um, had hip replacement surgery. It was after my mom did. And so I, when his kids were at work and, and couldn't be there with him for like the two weeks immediately after, I went and sat with him. Aww. And pa- part of the thing was um, having to get his socks on, the the white hose that they make you wear for oh, like clots Christ. and stuff. And um, I was prepared because he's in his 80s and he's, you know, a little old guy. And you know what? He actually had... I mean, they were feet, so they were gross, but he actually had really decent feet. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> there is hope. It is possible for people to not have gross old feet.
0: But you know how women are. You know, it's like, oh, those are beautiful feet. You must not have worked a day in your life, you <laughs> low life. <laughs> no.
1: He worked very hard. I'm he sure. He very, very hard. He was in Korea. He had very nice, hands, nice and feet. And we know that He's all people in Korea work. What? He was in the <laughs> Korean War. Yes, I know. <laughs> he served this
0: country. I'm just messing with you, Jesus Christ. His,
1: his first day there, like when they, they, you know, he got there. I don't know, because like the machine guns or something, it took three of them to work it. Yeah. Does that sound right? It does. And it was the um, seniority. And by the end of day that day, he was the senior person on his gun. Yeah. So, he's kind of badass, yeah.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, all those guys that went over there, Vietnam, Korea, just badass.
1: Korea, you know, if you read it, like, kind of got screwed because... They had started dismantling the military after World War II, and then Korea cropped up, so everything that they were using was crap put back together from World War two they were even even their food rations were were like seven year old food rations that hadn't been used from World War two Wow, they just really got the raw deal, yeah,
0: you know, it's disgusting,
1: guys. yeah,
0: Vietnam got all the new shit.
1: And Agent Orange.
0: Mm-hmm. Napalm, mm-hmm. Agent Orange. All it's the-
1: killing all those guys now, 45 yeah. years later.
0: Yeah, I got a friend of mine that's got, he was in a special tactical unit with 11 other guys. He's the last one, and they all died of the same thing.
1: Is it the cancer? Yeah. Yeah. It starts out as lung cancer, and then it moves elsewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not good.
1: Michigan's very lucky um, with the VA hospitals here. There's one in Saginaw and there's one in Ann Arbor. Um, both of them fantastic. Fantastic. Um, I feel bad when I hear people bitching about the VA system and how awful it is to try to get in and, and see doctors and stuff. Well, And Michigan has these two. I mean, the... the University of Michigan Medical School runs the VA hospital in Ann Arbor. You're getting U of M doctors for everything VA-related.
0: Well, also, the the VA is also a mirrored by the hospital that's in dc and bethesda maryland and you know they're horrible like walter reed yeah walter reed they're horrible hospitals with right or horrible service and they're the ones that reporters are all over all the time and all that so yeah there are some good pockets of va administration but not many and it's well, certainly not it, getting it, any There actually
1: there was a, a story back many years ago now um, that because of this, because of the two hospitals in Saginaw and Ann Arbor, um, veterans who have an idea that in their future they might be having some issues um, have been moving to Michigan so they could be closer to these hospitals. I realize that's not completely feasible for anyone but for everybody, but you know, that is something to consider if you served and you know that you're gonna be needing Yeah deeper care, I guess.
0: That's a uh that's a good suggestion.
1: Well it was a news story. I didn't actually, you know, go, yeah. Hey. Pure Michigan folks.
0: <laughs> yeah, representing. How nice. <laughs>
1: But it's true.
0: Yeah. It's very, very true. No, there's some great VA situations and very poor ones. It's very random. That's the problem.
1: And that is too bad. It should be, you know, done well across the board.
0: And they should put VA situations where there's medical schools, you know? Makes sense.
1: It does. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can, I mean, you know, he, my father-in-law, when he found out he had cancer, which was a terrible way to find, he had a headache. He thought he had a sinus infection. He went into the VA. They started doing tests and things. And this was in Saginaw. And um, he and and mother-in-law were sitting there and the doctor came out and said, starts talking about his cancer. And they're both looking at him. And then the doctor goes, oh, you didn't know you had cancer. You're stage four. Wow, They just assumed because he was so advanced, you know, far along. And so this was like a midnight on Thursday night kind of thing. So they went home, of course, in shock. Um, Friday, they just kind of sat there silently processing it. But on Friday, the University of, um, you know, the, the VA in Ann Arbor called like three or four times saying, you need to come in now. We need to get you on palliative care so that your headache will go away. Yeah. Does that sound like a place where there's, like, the backup? You know what I mean? You yeah. hear these hell stories about, it took me six months before I got in. They were calling him, begging him to come in.
0: Oh, uh, how nice.
1: Yeah. He waited until Monday, because he figured at that point it wasn't going to make that much of a difference. Wow. It's not funny,
0: but he just was like... It's it's very <laughs> parent sounding, though. Yes. <laughs> It really is, and that is. was
1: our thirty minutes, yeah. by the way.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's just people just used to be much tougher. Yeah, you know they really did. It's like, oh, my face is falling off. I had no idea. <laughs> oh, I we'll don't go
1: stand in the bathtub. Oh, hand me some moist towelettes, I, please. I don't,
0: I don't have a sinus <laughs> infection because my sinuses are gone. <laughs> I see. <laughs> How am I breathing? I don't know.
1: Do you need sinuses to breathe? Yeah. I think the hole is still there. Sinuses just kind of collect things.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's. A, I have horrible sinuses.
1: My mother does, too. Yeah. I have lucked out. I have
0: sinuses of steel about 95% of the time. Yeah, it goes back in my family quite a ways. My mom gets those.
1: She's here, I'm trying to be quiet. She gets those like pot marks in her throat and then like the white stones appear. Mm. Yeah, I get those you know, too. See... <gasps> see, those are just
0: gross. <laughs> yeah, well.
1: I have never pulled anything out of my throat before. Except, yeah. you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, sure you have. <laughs> and you've put it was back it? in.
1: <laughs> that wasn't yeah. where I was. We're going not that stupid.
0: That. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that with us. That's a great way to end a podcast, I think.
1: Woo-hoo. Lex won't do it, but I will.
0: <laughs> and, uh, and she doesn't get infections like her mother. Correct.
1: Oh, nice. Don't. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Forgive me. Anyway, we'll see you for uh, this podcast <laughs> 129 next time. Uh, Stacy, <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye.
1: Uh, bye.